Hi, I'm Julie Drake, and I help people remove unconscious blocks that keep them stuck and unable to succeed. And the guest I have with me today is Joseph Clough. And truthfully, if it wasn't for being introduced to Joseph years ago, I don't know if I'd be here today. I'll just tell you that right now, Joseph. Wow. Um, Joseph is an international mastermind helping people silence their inner critic quit the imposter syndrome and build unstoppable self-belief. And he is an NLP specialist in a hypnosis working with professional athletes, celebrities, and all kinds of other people just like you and me. So welcome, Joseph. I'm so happy to have you here today. So well, I've told a little to bit here. about you, but <laughs> tell our audience who you are and kind of how you got started in all of this. Yeah, so obviously I'm Joseph Clough, and um, what I do is predominantly hypnosis and coaching to kind of do what you kind of said just beforehand, letting go of the inner critic, imposter syndrome, self-doubt, all those kind of things. Now, how I got into it is pretty interesting is because I fell into this, this industry by coming up with my own issues. So I used to experience as a child, a ton of anxiety, fears, worries, doubts. It caused my schoolwork to just get C's and D's and E's kind of dropped out of college. And it got to a point where I had to just let go of my limitations. And ultimately I went on a course on hypnosis. So my dad kind of sent me, I was only 18 years old. And the intention was just to go there for myself but at the end of the program, I was like, wow, I love this. And I want to be able to share this with as many people as possible. Like how, so that's how I kind of fell into it. I kind of came up against my own issues and then wanted to be able to do it. And that was 18, 19 years ago now. Well, you know, we, we tend to try to protect our kids. You know, we don't want them to experience bad things. But, you know, that is such a perfect point because sometimes it's the bad that we go through that gives us our greatest gifts. And, you know, I, I'm not thankful that you had to go through it, but where you came out of. Um, one thing I would love you to clarify for our listeners today is just what is hypnosis to you? Because some people might think, you know, a clucking chicken on stage mm -hmm. or something, but it's so not that. That and it's so beautiful and different. So explain what that could look like, what that is. Yeah. So hypnosis is ultimately, if we just call it a learning state or it's a trance of some sort, we have meditation is a trance. We have driving trances, TV trances, when we're just like so fixated on something that we don't hear people talking to us. So think of it as a level of focus and the reason why we go into a state of hypnosis is if you could let go of an issue consciously, you'd click your fingers and you let go of it yourself. Now, if you cannot do that yourself, it must mean your unconscious mind is running it. And the unconscious mind runs beliefs, values, our past associations and memories and limiting decisions. So we go into this altered state, this learning state to be able to reconnect with ourselves. Another explanation I really love is that we've been so programmed by events in our past or society that it's caused us to be disconnected from who we really are. And it's almost hypnosis is almost doing undoing other hypnosis, like the society hypnosis or being hypnotized. So we're really getting back into rapport with ourselves. Right. 
I often wonder, you know, sometimes I, I have people say, well, just imagine. And as an adult, I think I've had to relearn how to do that, you know, to go back to being a kid and get rid of some of that. You talked about programming. It's like you get so programmed and you get out of that world that you were created to be in, to be imaginative, to be creative, to, you know, tap into what you were that you sometimes forget as an adult. So I love that part of what you do because it does strip away all the noise and you can really regain um, connection with who you are. And, you know, it's there. It's just unbearing it sometimes and realizing, okay, there I am. Um, so I, I yeah, absolutely love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it is amazing. And going back to um, what you said a while ago, like, um, I am thankful for having had my issue. I think the contrasting experience, as you, I can't remember the exact words you use, but it can lead us to, who we're about to become or to do something. So that contrasting experience or resistance that we come up against, if we see it as an opportunity to learn and grow, it can actually push us to the most amazing things and appreciate what is good and what is great that is coming our way. Absolutely. Now, you've been in business a long time. Um, not, I'm sure you haven't had every success without some pitfalls. So talk to us a little bit about you know what have you had to overcome and what lessons did you learn along the way in your entrepreneur journey yeah so for me um if we talk about the the entrepreneurial aspect is i'm a coach or a hypnotherapist and you can be the best coach hypnotherapist or practitioner best artist you could be literally the best at what you do but one of the things we have to realize is we've got to be able to learn business if we want to be able to do it for a living. And I feel like one of my biggest learnings was well, to really understand business and to like push through that because as a practitioner who wants to help, for example, you want to help everyone. But right. if there's no value and to say you're underpricing something – people may not show up or be as committed. So there's that interesting dynamic that you really want to help people, but you want to be able to serve them so they're really invested. So learning the business side was a big challenge for me um, because it is interesting. It is out of our realm and it's not always natural to us. And I would say right. overcoming that would be really one of the big things other than the issue of what got me into this, the anxiety, for example, that was a, a huge one. But I think Absolutely. in the entrepreneurial journey, that's what I would say, the the learning of being an entrepreneur or a business owner. Now, you didn't um, you, you said that you didn't finish college. You didn't go to college to get a business degree to learn that part. Right. Well, I actually um, I was in college and England is a little bit different. We have like um, from 12, 11 to 16. And then we have two years at college to okay. then go to university if you wanted to. Now those oh. two years, that's what I didn't succeed at. I dropped out okay. and it was in fact a business course. So oh. <laughs> I, I failed at business in college, but managed to be able to learn it in the real life. Yeah, I love that because some people are real worried about that. Maybe they didn't go to college and they don't feel like they have the tools to succeed in business because 
they didn't finish or didn't go, but you are proof positive that you, it's okay. <laughs> you can yeah. learn things in different ways. Um, so one of the things that I love that you teach, Joseph, is um, goal setting. Um, and, and I've heard you say this before, and I want you to explain it, is that you can set a wrong goal. Um, and I, I think that what I remember is, you know, this or more or this or better. Um, can you explain that concept? Yeah. So if we're coming up with a goal or a, we have a dream or an outcome of some sort, number one, it's got to be in a positive. That's the first thing. Like we don't want to go, my goal is to get out of debt because we're focusing on the debt and it's not very helpful. It doesn't mean we're going to stay there, but if we want to be efficient and clean with our language to our unconscious, number one, we want to make sure it's in the positive. But as you greatly said there, is that if we're so fixated on, I want X amount, let's say money to make it easier. I want $10,000. Well, if you only focus on $10,000, you may be missing out on the opportunities, which is $20,000. So when you have a goal, let's say it were to be 10,000, you'd go, I want 10,000 or something better or something more. I want a, a loving relationship or something more. And that means you get your outcome, but you're open to something bigger and better which gives you that kind of flexibility of adjustment and flexibility in seeing other opportunities which are there, but you may not see with our present frame of thinking. Right. So do you counsel your clients to like set a goal and put it aside? Or how do you recommend people sit with a goal or you know, tell, talk us through that process just a little bit. Yeah. One of my biggest things I've realized about goals is that it's good to know them and it's almost partly good not to forget about them, but not to be totally fixated, but think about beyond the goal. So in other words, when you think of, let's just take the same example, $10,000, how would it make you feel to achieve that 10000 yeah. Then you might go, well, I feel security, I feel freedom, I feel success. And then I would be saying, what you really want to be focusing on, not the 10,000, but focusing on the feeling that it will give you, and mm -hmm. therefore you're more in an energetic alignment with that or something better. So really focus on what the goal will get you and then try to radiate act upon those feelings as much as possible and therefore we're aligned with our goals how do you um talk us through a, a morning do you have like a specific morning routine that you follow um are you pretty regimented with that or you know you've heard i've heard of the miracle morning are, are you somebody who recommends that people start their day off a certain way for success what does that look like in joseph clough's world yeah so i think the first thing for me is not to look at technology because I feel like we're getting out of bed and going on one of those roundabouts so quickly that we get thrown off. So I do think it is important to prioritize your time um, to set yourself up for a good day. Another example would be, for example, eating. If you had a bad, unhealthy breakfast, you are statistically more likely to eat more of the same kind of line. But statistically, if you eat a good, healthy breakfast, you're more likely to carry on that trend as well. So I like to think that if we get our mind right, create, consider what we want from our goal, from our day, 
kind of rehearse it in our minds. So we know like there's how we want to act. There's how we want to react. And therefore we're pre-teaching our unconscious and we're really becoming in alignment with what we really want to achieve. So I do think prioritizing at least 10, 15 minutes a day of what you want from your day can really set us up for success. Yeah, setting those intentions, looking at your day, you know, maybe you have a difficult situation coming up or a job interview or, you know, you're pitching a business to kind of set the intention of how you want that to go. I, I really like that setting your mind in a positive way, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Looking at all the positive outcomes. Um, so, you know, we have a world around us, you said technology, you know, social media, um, we're on social media platforms right now yeah. with this. How do you stay positive in a negative world? Yeah, so I think for me personally, I, I kind of learned quite a bit from work i'm sure you as well like working with clients issues so therefore i've had experience of working with some big traumatic kind of issues and clients so it's important to protect yourself because you've got to be the best version of yourself to actually really help them rather just absorbing all their stuff so i do have to kind of go look what's mine is mine and what yours is yours and if we think of the world events I try to not engage as much in being, having my mind there all the time. Like to, to be at that addiction to it, it just, it's like renting out space in your head for something that you're not directly related to. Now, the other thing is, it's important for everything which is going wrong is to look for what is right and what is good from that experience. And uh, who who was the American child um, host, like the, the TV show? I can't remember his name now, but he would say to look for the helpers. Um, okay. And I think that's great. So if there are things happening, well, look for the helpers, look for the positive yeah. aspects, which can inspire you to be more. So I think recognizing that difference, what is mine and what is yours, not putting our mind there as often as we should uh or often as yeah and then looking for the inspirational aspect of how people are trying to solve that as an issue mr rogers that's the person i was talking about oh yeah 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 <laughs> look for the helpers yeah and you're right it is and it's training your brain to look for the good in the bad I think it does take, it's like building muscles. It takes some time, it takes some practice, but it is achievable. Um, so outside of work, um, tell us something that is your biggest achievement, something that you're super proud of outside of your business. Oh, outside my business, let's just kind of see, because my business kind of takes up a lot of my time. <laughs> but it was yes. very quickly about the business, though. I would say writing a book because I got mm. D's and E's in English, but yeah. I spoke my book and then paid someone to transcribe it, and then it got picked up by Hay House. So that to me That's was like awesome. a, yeah, it was like yeah. a dream to me because I can't write very well, but I utilize a different modality like my voice. Yes. If I was to think about personal something which I achieved, um, which I was really proud of, I, I went to Thailand to get fit. And at the end of my stay there, and I couldn't run half a mile the f first day, but at the end of it, I ran 32 miles in one day around the whole island of Koh Samui. And That's so that awesome. was, yeah, so that was, that kind of blew my mind of, um, yeah. as a personal achievement. 
That's great. I mean, yeah. So that's inspiring. I always say I'm a runner in my mind. <laughs> <laughs> it takes time, like everything. Thailand, and then I can, can do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, like I hated running. Um, although I played like soccer and things like that as a kid, I didn't like the running aspect as much. Uh, but it's one of those things, like you said, building that muscle and then it starts to actually get quite addictive. You actually start to enjoy yeah. it. So how can people find you, Joseph, if they loved what they heard from you? I want to make sure that they can connect with you. Well, thank you. So yeah, I'm going to flash your um, website that I know of up here, but perfect. tell us other ways too. Yeah. The other thing, um, which is probably the most beneficial at ease is I have two mobile apps, one on Android and one on iPhone. And you just type in my name, Joseph Clough, and you can download it. And it's a free hypnosis um, app. And there's like day and night versions. There are over 500 episodes on there for free. So that's usually a good way of kind of listening to my work. And that's how I started with you. I actually was introduced with to your work through a conference I attended. And that's how I got started was with that free app. And um, you still play in my head at night when I go to bed <laughs> and in the morning oh, when I get up. So I have to great. say, if you are looking to retrain the negative in your brain, Joseph is a great resource. So Joseph, I thank you so much for your time today. I know you're a busy My man. Pleasure. And thank you so much for all that you brought to us today. Uh, you're more than welcome, my friend. I appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you.